0: You going might as well yeah all right <laughs> welcome to no hugging no learning
1: it's a show about one thing watching curb your enthusiasm
0: for the first time i'm tim murphy and i'm ted hollowell and today we will be talking about season two episode two thor but before that what's the deal with stuff from our last episode the season premiere the car salesman just a little bit of pre like I, homework i should have done during the show last week but the rich carlton marina del rey is still at forty-three seventy-five admiralty way in marina del rey california that's where uh cheryl and De- larry are staying in this in the in the previous episode so there you go i did my location due diligence uh <laughs> we all, we didn't have any homework uh for last week's episode but this occurred to me i meant to bring it up during the episode but i'm glad that it was pointed out i think in like the imdb trivia or goof section or something like that as Larry and Cheryl enter the house for sale, let me know if this stuck out to you too. The woman points at the ocean view and says, breakfast every morning watching the sunrise. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's like, we're on the
1: west, on a, coast. On the west coast here.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And I was like, I, I'm pretty sure that, you know, if you're looking that direction, you wouldn't see the sun. You could see sunsets <laughs> for sure. But, and so I looked it up and I was like, is there anywhere on the west coast in California, in Southern California, maybe specifically, where you can watch the sun rise on the beach. And according to a blog called (laughs) The Resonant Landscape by this landscape photographer, William McIntosh, it's a blog covering landscape and travel photography, he says, quite a bit of coastline, especially in Southern California, faces south. And if you look hard enough, you can even find spots that faced east. Oh, my God. So if you want to shoot the sunrise in Southern California, your widest choice of locations would occur during December and January as the sun swings down towards the coast, uh, towards the south, I mean, and Leo Carrillo Beach, which is north of Malibu, most of the Malibu coastline faces directly south, but there are sections of Malibu and Leo Carrillo Beach that face directly east. So I don't know. I know lots of rich people live in Malibu. I don't know where this house actually would be in relation to this beach or, or Malibu or anything, but they the house could be on a beach that faces east in Southern California, <laughs> as odd as that sounds. So so so, so <laughs> out of
1: all of the houses, all of the beachfront houses in Southern California, it sounds like there is one area where it could possibly be. Unless the realtors is just full of shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, during the last month of the year or, or the first month of the year. And there's another one called Malibu Surfrider Beach, which overlooks the Malibu Pier. That's another one of the most eastern-facing beaches. And Laguna Beach, supposedly, also has some eastern-facing areas where you can shoot the <laughs> sunrise in Southern California. Uh, you know, it can't oh get too cold God. in December or January. I mean, I'm sure they experience a winter, but as far as I know, it's it's usually pretty nice there, I think. Uh, so yeah, so maybe I'm gonna say myth plausible, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that you can watch the sunrise as you eat breakfast at this house like, at some Tim, parts un- of the year, <laughs> until we
1: take a tour and we do an entire <laughs> season of this show on location from every available Airbnb. In that specific section of <laughs> yes. L.A., what did you say it was?
0: What it's, beach? Uh, Leo Carrillo Beach or Malibu Surfrider Beach?
1: Okay, Leo Carrillo yeah. Beach or Malibu Surfrider Beach. We got to go to every Airbnb and and uh, record from there for an entire season uh, un- until we're <laughs> until we're done. You know, until we're uh, 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 until we've recorded at every possible place. I looked
0: for this house location, too. I couldn't find it anywhere where this house was because I was going to, you know, see if it was possibly near, you know, any of these uh, eastern facing beaches. And it was still blowing my mind. Like, what? how does it, does it like, is it a cape that like swirls around and yet (laughs) in a far enough arc that there's water and you don't see the California, like you're looking back at California, like that's eastern facing and technically a beach, but. It's not the beach that they were at was water forever. You know what I mean. Yeah, and yeah. so I'm like, are there beaches like I was? It was enough to make me a flat earther. I'm like, you know what? I just think the <laughs> earth is flat now. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to think. <laughs> yeah, they, they
1: were they were definitely at a western facing beach.
0: Yeah, yeah. Unless there's one that whips so far out and comes back around, that you're like, ah, look at that. We're watching the sunrise over the water. Yeah, which, in Southern which California. I think
1: I think would only exist
0: in Florida uh yeah that's true that yeah you're yeah yeah you're probably right about that. or like that that um cape is it cape canaveral in massachusetts that like that the end of massachusetts no that's is that florida or is that which one's cape canaveral that's florida I think cape, right i think cape canaveral's florida i think you're thinking of cape cod yes cape cod yeah where i think that whips out like the, like someone like flexing their arm uh in, in massachusetts so you can watch the sunset in massachusetts out on that cape and then, watch, and then head out to Malibu to watch the sun rise on the West Coast. <laughs> um, so th- a couple of other notes here regarding people in the episode. Chip Chinery, who played car buyer number one, the first guy that Larry tries to sell a car to, is George's co-worker, a.k.a. the real T-Bone, in season nine, episode 19, The Maid. Where? No way. Yeah. <laughs> where George or- orders a T-Bone and he's like, oh, I love T-Bones. People used to call me T-Bone. And then this other, then the other guy, this Chip Chinery is like, yeah, you know what? I think I want a bone too. And, and, um, Mr. Kruger's like, maybe we should start calling you T-bone. <laughs> like the second guy to feel like, well, okay, I guess I like, so that's, yeah. So if you recognize him, that's from where, and Susan Seagal or Susan Seagal, Susan Seagal, not Steven Seagal, Susan Seagal, <laughs> uh, who played the real estate agent, it plays a waitress in Monk's. In the opposite and the wife, season five, episode seventeen and episode twenty-two of season five. So yeah, she had a brief stint as a waitress in Monks before getting into Malibu real estate. Now we will consult the book and see what the book has to say. As we all rise, uh, the Davids have to move in this episode because Curb lost the lease to the house they rented in season one. I don't know oh. why. They yeah, <laughs> I don't know why they wouldn't just renew it, but <laughs> I guess it was just easier to move. I guess so. All right. That makes sense then. <laughs> yeah. The meeting between Larry and Jason takes place in Jason Alexander's real office on Ventura Boulevard. So there's a little location <laughs> homework done for me there. The uh, Originally, the entire TV show storyline was going to star Jason Alexander. But when his sitcom Bob Patterson got picked up by ABC, he dropped out of Curb to star in that and was replaced by Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Which I don't know what that means. Because is she <laughs> going to pop up later in this season? Maybe. I guess so. That's So I guess we've got a little sneak preview of what's going to happen. I really don't remember any of that. And I'm kind of like flipping forward to see if she pops up in any cast listing. Oh, there she is. Julia Louis-Dreyfus has herself. Okay. Hmm. All right. So I guess that's going to happen. Okay.
1: Spoiler alert. So, Jeez. Yeah. Man, spoiler alert for uh, Jason Alexander leaving for world-renowned hit Bob Patterson.
0: I'm going to guess that that went like... 12 episodes I'm going to guess when they picked it up like yeah well we've got 12 and I'm sure we're going to do the back end it's not even the fir- when you search Bob Patterson it's not even the first Bob Patterson that would be American former baseball player so the, the American sitcom <laughs> is the second and oh my gosh I highballed it there you were you were very close <laughs> 10 episodes five of which are unaired
1: <laughs> does that mean that there's 10 that were aired and five that weren't uh, or 10
0: totaled five of which were unaired. My guess is that, yeah, it was canceled in November of 2001 after five of the ten scheduled episodes aired. So there are five lost episodes of Man. unaired. Just I mean, they're just in a vault somewhere. They're in the, they're in the ABC vault. <laughs> Release Bob Patterson. Let's see it. Yeah, I don't recognize like, anybody else in this.
1: It looks like um Wait, post, <laughs> post it being canceled, they aired one episode. Oh, and wow. They, they skipped episode six, according to uh, the Google uh, episode guide. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, seven is the, all the episodes that they aired.
0: See, I, I'm, I see episode seven listed as unaired on Wikipedia. Hmm, okay. Six, seven, eight, nine, and ten are all unaired. Yeah, and each one, I love the, how do you like this titling? Like, every episode has Bob, <sighs> Honest Bob, Naked Bob, Awards Bob. Like, yeah, boy, there's no way they could. Like, if this had been good, there's no way they could have kept that going. I don't think. I don't don't know. I feel like they could definitely
1: keep that going because you don't always have to do, like, I I mean, as you can tell by season uh, or episode two, sometimes you can do feelings that Bob has. Sometimes you can do jobs Bob Bob has. Sometimes (laughs) you can do uh,
0: situations Bob is in with awards, Bob. So, uh, the New York Times critic Karen James wrote, The series may be the season's biggest disappointment. Robert Klein yells while Mr. Alexander screeches. <laughs> uh. it, it,
1: it was an ABC show, right? Yeah. With, uh, with wholesome family comedy, uh, you know <laughs> that ABC would definitely air an episode on June 1st
0: uh, and call it Prideful Bob. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I don't recognize anybody else in this in this show. So, it's sort of like life imitating art that like he signed on to do this popular sitcom, Curb Your Enthusiasm, and then left to do a, a worse sitcom, and then that one didn't go and then he lost his slot on the good sitcom <laughs> in real life that would have been about him, his fake life. I don't know, it's it's all very meta and weird. But yeah, so Larry starts driving a Prius at the beginning of this season. That's uh, a little trivia tidbit from this episode. The book wanted us to know. For the car selling montage, David told the actors to ask him anything they wanted so his reactions would be fresh. That's cool. And I guess just goes (laughs) to show you how good he is at improv. In the editing room, director Robert Weedy had to beg David to keep the line, you're fucking up my shit. David thought it sounded too crude. I'm so glad it's in there because it was one of the funniest parts of the the episode to me. (laughs) was when he was yelling at that guy for you know trying to talk the woman out of buying the car hey man you fucking on my shit come on <laughs> and it's amazing that larry david thinks something sounds too crude you know like we've seen his stand-up it's like it's yeah. crude what's the problem <laughs> they've already had a, a show all about the word cunt it's like and you thought that was the breaking point like uh, yeah, yeah it's like <laughs> geez we've already when, when you break the sea barrier you can't go back from that Larry. (laughs) Director uh, Robert Weedy said the car salesman idea was hatched on the airplane on the way back from doing some promotion in New York for the first season of Curb. Someone asked Larry what he would be doing if he hadn't become a writer, and he said, I think I could really sell someone a bill of goods. He said he'd be great at selling cars, and then he probably took out his book and wrote it down. Oh, the famous idea book. And Larry David always thought, oh, this is from the what they were thinking section. Larry David always thought selling cars seemed like fun. I always thought I would be great at it. I know how to manipulate people. Uh, I think it's probably spending every weekend at a car dealership since I've been in radio that has made me (laughs) never want to do that. uh, Do you feel the same way, or do you think it's something you could do?
1: I feel like it's something I could do.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I don't. I've never. Oh man. Just. Just. Just like lying to people and giving them the hard sell. Like I'm just not. I don't think I could do that. (laughs) I don't. I wouldn't want to do that. You know. Like I I don't know. Yeah. It. It. It's just not my. Just any sales is not my cup of tea. Not my bag. But um, yeah, car sales especially, and then like just the the car sales culture is probably what has turned me off the most. You know, like every yeah yeah, yeah. You know? like, I, like I have no interest it's a type in of like dude. yeah
1: I, I have no interest in football jersey Saturdays or Hawaiian shirt Mondays or. Yeah. Or Pajama Thursdays or whatever
0: the fuck. Yeah, yeah. like... Yeah, and all, all of the above. Like, and just the, the bro culture around car dealers is... Yeah, I, I don't think I would fit in very well there. So, not that anyone has asked. But that's all from the book. Uh, you may now be seated. <laughs> and, and not that we have any listeners who do or have worked at car dealerships. I know. Wink. We're so sorry if this is you. But maybe we're totally wrong about about the environment so all right that's it that's all from the book <laughs> oh my god all right uh do we uh, have any other news or anything um i don't think so one little uh, interesting um tidbit i saw when this guy i think we've recorded an episode since he passed maybe not but a guy named george shapiro passed away and he was a talent manager but he also would get a credit for seinfeld like he was in the credits because he was jerry seinfeld's personal manager and he was one of the producers and he got a huh. producer credit on Seinfeld he died last Thursday so I guess that would be like the sec no today, today is the first so it would be like the 26th yeah like May 26th he was like 99 or something oh 91 sorry yeah he was 91 and uh yeah he just passed away and it, this is just Mr. like uh, you know he was connected to everybody just one of those guys uh, one of those agents who just had his His hands and fingers in a lot of pies, as it were. He also managed Andy Kaufman, Carl Reiner, Marty Feldman, and Robert Wool. So a lot of old school Hollywood dudes. Um, (laughs) Right up up Jerry's alley. Oh, totally. Yeah, I'm sure that's why Jerry signed him. Alongside Howard West, also uh, the late Howard West, he brought Seinfeld to life. They were also involved in the production of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Mm. Uh, there you go. All right. this uh, yeah. Another person uh, who has
1: passed since the time we recorded an episode is Ray Liotta. Oh yeah, that's right. Star of B movie. Yeah, man. I I was hoping that like what I tweeted out about that wasn't like super insensitive. I thought it was like funny. I, I was trying to be a little like like humorous with it. Yeah, uh, but I mean, he was in something that we covered, and that was it.
0: Yeah, what like, did you? I,
1: I I wasn't just trying to take the piss out of like, oh man, R.I.P. Ray Liotta.
0: <laughs> we we loved you in the B movie. Yeah, was that all it was? That's not offensive. He, I'm sure he's <laughs> proud of his performance in B movie. <laughs> he's great in that. It's just so off the wall and out of the blue. Yeah, I remember that. Plus, I I don't think there is a, a Twitter army that's
1: going to uh come to cancel me for making fun of Ray yeah, Liotta.
0: the Liotta Legion. I'm trying to think <laughs> what the fan base would name name themselves. Uh, Bay Liotas. Bay Liotas. Lotta Liotas.
1: Mm-hmm. Something like
0: that. Liotas. Liotta's Lotta. Uh... But, you know, at least we weren't talking about Goodfellas, for crying out loud. Like, we were the only people talking <laughs> about B-movie, I think. So, no, that's fine. But, yes, R.I.P. to the great Ray Liotta. R.I.B. Oh, God damn it.
1: All right. If you've never listened to us before, we are not a research-heavy show, despite the last twenty-one minutes being exclusively bullshit. We like to have our questions pop up naturally in the run of the episode and assign them to ourselves the week following, as though we are giving ourselves homework. I've never seen these episodes before. Tim hasn't seen these episodes in twenty years since the first time they aired. If we miss anything, if we egregiously skip over something, please send us an email or send us a tweet. It's at no hugging on Twitter or no hugging no learning show at Gmail. Dot com both of those links are down in the description or on the show description page on Apple Podcasts. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify, and we will send you a no-hugging, no-learning sticker free of charge. Just need your mailing address, so get that to us however you wish. If you would like to support us monetarily, you like us just a little bit more, then, uh, oh, yeah, I guess I'll listen to them. I guess I'll give them a subscribe. Maybe you love us. Maybe mm. you really, really love us. You can subscribe to us on Patreon. It's 5 bucks. A month, that is the It's a Hyundai tier. Five bucks a month will get you early access to every single episode that we release for Curb Your Enthusiasm. One week early. It'll also get you uh, the content that we cut out of most episodes and two movie reviews a month. Most recently, we just released problem child as of us recording this by the time this comes out and most people are listening to it we'll have another one out okay and tim we do have something that is lost in the mail Ooh. do we want to get into that now or do we want to get into that
0: at the end you can gauge based on content where you think it'll land the best i have not seen well it.
1: okay so lost in the mail today we actually just got a really quick email from John Mara. John Mara says, subject line, his subject line is longer than his email. He says, you did it again, Ray Liotta B-movie, <laughs>
0: And
1: the text reads, eh, well, RIP Ray, with a praying <laughs> hands emoji. And that is it. <laughs>
0: I think uh, we're far enough removed that it's just a coincidence this time. I'm, I'm not saying we, this is not our curse, you know? Yeah. That was like I the first Ow, one that launched. Unless whoever has cursed us is wasn't a patron you know wasn't a patreon subscriber until just recently and they're like oh i should catch up on these like oh wow i got a lot of people to off now that might be what's going on whoever whoever is doing this um wasn't well, a patreon subscriber yeah
1: so if you're listening to this and you are not a patreon subscriber you should go subscribe now so that you outweigh the person who has cursed us
0: yeah that'd be nice yeah uh-huh. Uh, we don't uh, want Tim. We don't Tim, what do you
1: what do you think of that? What do you I, think of that push? I think you are right to get people subscribed to the Patreon. I like it. Uh, 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 Any push? Uh, obviously, yeah. No, no one, no one can hear this part. <laughs> okay, Tim, let's get into this bullshit. All right. So, season two, episode two, Thor. Original air date, September 30th, 2001. If you're looking at TV Guide that night, you are going to see Larry Seeks' revenge against pro wrestler Thor Olsen, (laughs) who he believes slashed his tire after an incident.
0: All right. It's not bad. There's there's other stuff that happens in this episode that's pretty big. I wonder if we can tie it all together. Uh, We'll see when we get to the end. Uh, We open at the Universal City Hilton, a hotel that I definitely knew was in L.A., and I uh, definitely was able to Google. It is still at 555 Universal Hollywood Drive, a block from the main entrance to Universal Studios Hollywood. But no need to oh, walk. Man. Universal City Hilton offers a free shuttle to the park. <laughs> so, I was kind of surprised that, you know, because Disney is like all the way out in An- Anaheim. And yeah. a park like Universal Studios is right, just like right smack dab in the middle of yeah. L.A. I'm like, that, I'm kind of surprised. Like, did you guys hit that one? Yeah, we did. Yeah, wow, cool. So this it's that's surprising to me that is it does it seem big or does it seem small? It seems big. Huh. Wow. Yeah. yeah I, I never th- I mean it it
1: overlooks the 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 lot, you yeah. know, the the universal lot. Yeah. Um and it's built like into the hill, huh. um but it it feels big.
0: Yeah. It's just crazy how much yeah, how much space you can get in the middle of the action as opposed to you know, I mean comparing universal studios Hollywood to Disney like the the complex you know the entire thing is you know they they have a whole city out there in Anaheim so um yeah. I guess I understand why they <laughs> but it's just you know just it seems like it's in the middle of everything uh and it's uh, when I looked it up currently it's about 250 a night you're gonna spend staying at uh staying at the hotel there uh Larry is meeting Jeff there And there's a weird interaction with a waitress that kicks us off where she asks (laughs) if she can get him some coffee in a funny way. And Jeff and Larry remark on it. It seemed like maybe the actress making a funny improv choice and them playing off of it. I I really liked this moment, even though it was so odd. You know, I was like, can I get you some coffee? Like, she asks it in that way, and they both think it's... Like, it, it was odd, but it, it has nothing to do with the rest of the episode. It's um, just, just apropos of nothing. But I, I did like this little uh, segment to kick us off. But Jeff is staying at the hotel because he left Susie, and he doesn't know if it's going to go any further than just a regular separation because he doesn't want any personal stuff, a.k.a. sexual secrets and proclivities, to come out <laughs> in a divorce proceeding. And Larry calls it sexual blackmail that he's going to have to stay married to her. So that doesn't come out. And that's why he's never done anything kinky. Cause he doesn't want any, you know, he oh doesn't God. want his wife, Cheryl to have anything on him. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I under, I mean, I, 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 understand Larry's repression. I don't know. I, I understand like him <laughs> just not. Um...
1: It, it's that military <laughs> upbringing.
0: Yeah. Perhaps that's it. I don't know what, um, but it, it, It hit a note with me, and uh, Jeff wants Larry to go over to his house and pick up his clothes. I I was going to say,
1: on on repression, uh, I'm uh, very much the opposite, because literally right before you sent the invite to record uh, three emails down is an email from Adam and Eve in my <laughs> inbox.
0: at home. Cheryl is fired up about AAA and their political agenda of wanting more roads and not caring about the pollution that might cause, which I had. Is that real? <laughs> like was there, I mean, I don't know if it's real. I could definitely buy
1: into it being real, but like what? Is political about that? Yeah,
0: I yeah, like, yeah.
1: Yes, they have an agenda. That doesn't mean it's
0: political. Yeah, an agenda for like better infrastructure, and that's <laughs> bad somehow. I'm gonna look. I'm I'm gonna put down some homework. Like AAA controversy. Is this like a real thing that were people really upset about this, or was it just a story device because we needed AAA involved somehow? like what magazine was she reading you know probably like um,
1: something like reader's digest or something it's yeah. the only magazine i've ever seen to mention AAA. <laughs>
0: exactly uh, and cheryl notices that larry is quiet and he's like well i'm quiet you're reading i'm i'm quiet and she's like are you thinking about sex and he's like what and she's like well when you're quiet you're uh, you know thinking about sex how she knows that i have no idea just assuming uh, yeah, she she, she like... doesn't
1: know anything about Larry. We learn in like one minute, <laughs> but she knows that when Larry is quiet, he's thinking about sex.
0: Yeah. And she's like, oh, you maybe be thinking about some afternoon sex. That's really kinky. And Larry just gets so fired up and insists that he is not kinky at all. Yeah. It, and...
1: it, <laughs> it definitely comes off that Cheryl is thinking about afternoon sex and she just wants Larry to say something about it so they can go bang.
0: Yeah. I don't know what like, Larry's pro- why Larry would, didn't pick up on any hints like that. Yeah. Yeah, it it
1: definitely sounds like she's just kind of like leading him into an answer.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, because it's like I am now, but but that's too kinky for Larry. He doesn't want to be involved in any kink, not even afternoon sex kink. And so, you know, he he insists and gets upset that she he's uh, referred to in that way. And uh, he's going to call Jason Alexander uh, to start working on their show. And he says, you know, can we meet? Here at my office, and Larry is upset because he always has to go to meetings. He's never hosted anybody at his office or his house, and he's always the one traveling to go to meetings. Um, you know, speaking of which, because we, we referenced it earlier, was is the ocean gone? Is or is this a different room that they're having <laughs> breakfast in now? Because. <laughs> I was like, they they didn't you didn't get a good shot of the outside, but it certainly wasn't that vista that we saw in that in the last episode when they moved. And I'm like, where's where's the ocean? Where's the sunrise now?
1: I'm not Uh, sure.
0: I didn't even pay attention to that, though. (laughs) But maybe this is like a kitchen eat in kitchen breakfast nook or something. And I was I just have my tables off. But it's weird that I, I did. I was able to notice outside that it's a rare rainy day in Southern California. So that that was a shame that they had to, you know, they had to shoot there. Uh, at least they were inside. Uh, on the way to Jason Alexander's office, Larry rolls down the window and yells at Wanda Sykes, uh, interestingly enough. and he I, yells, I didn't even
1: pick up that it was Wanda Sykes <laughs> until
0: until later on. I think I just knew from watching the show before that it was uh, Wanda. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And he yells, I'd know that tushy anywhere. Or I'd know that tush anywhere. Something like that. Uh, and, and, you know, chuckles to himself because that is a funny joke. Like, that's a funny thing to <laughs> yell at somebody from a window. One of your friends. And he's following a station wagon with the license plate 14 Thor. And there's some kids in that rear facing instantly dead in an accident seat um, <laughs> that, that oh my station God, wagons yeah. had back in the day that I missed. That was like the best seat uh, for kids. Like you always wanted to sit in the way, way back. <laughs> um, and he's the kids are like making faces at him and Larry's playing along with them. And like they're all doing finger guns at each other. And all of a sudden, the car slams on the brakes and out steps Dog the Bounty Hunter. Now that's just who it looks like. It really, it really like he's got long blonde hair. He's got the wraparound shades. Yeah. Like. For for a second, I thought it was a young Ron Perlman. Yeah, I could see that too. Um, and he says that his kids are terrified of some guy shooting a pretend gun at them, and even references like. Tough for us, like this week when we've just had yet another school shooting. Like, haven't you ever heard of Columbine? Oh my God. Uh, I know, I know. It's like, it still, you know, stings to this day. <laughs> um, I, I, haven't you ever heard of Columbine? We're definitely doing something
1: about that soon. Yeah. 22
0: yeah. years later, and exactly. nothing has
1: been done.
0: Yeah. That was, it was just so odd that we listened, uh, that we had that this week. Um, but then he, like, kind of cuts a promo for Larry and starts, like, uh, using some, like, wrestling, like, that, that rhyming, rapping lingo. Kind of like, I'm, he's like, I'm 240 pounds of diesel, drop your, or, or diesel steel, drop Tw- your bony twi- butt on the twi- curb appeal. Twisted steel. <laughs> Twisted steel. And- there we go.
1: And body slam your bony butt to the curb appeal.
0: There you go. There you go. Yeah. That's definitely from like one of his bits or something. (laughs) Um, And then he walks behind Larry David's car and Larry loses sight of him. And then he walks back to his station wagon and drives off. Um, So let's stop right here. And and Ted, is this a real guy? (laughs) I'm looking it up now. I don't believe it is. I don't believe this is a real uh, wrestler. Yeah. Or at least not anybody that made it in the, in the big leagues, I guess. Because hmm. I would imagine, like he seemed like a wrestler. I know his name was like, D- what is his name? Deron something or other. Oh, Deron, Deron McBee. Deron McBee. Yeah. So yeah. Oh my God. He was Malibu on American Gladiators. Holy shit. Oh,
1: okay. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: And Ted, yet another. Wait. So is he like an alt right star now? Like everybody else from American Gladiators that we looked up. Oh, that's had no. a connection to the show we watched. <laughs>
1: well, hang on. Let's see if he's on. Let's Twitter. see.
0: He's personal. His personal life. Yeah, check his last tweet.
1: Let's look on his cameo.
0: Now, I, I this doesn't mean... any. Nobody get fired up about this, but on his Wikipedia page, it does say, Duran is now mostly involved in Christian ministry. There are good ones out mm. there that are not fascists, so... And he's pursuing uh, his painting passion.
1: You know, I'm going to say that he is not, because Ugh. his official linked Twitter... It is not verified, yeah. but his linked Twitter to his Google listing... Has no tweets, is not following anybody, and has four <laughs> followers.
0: Oh, uh, th- but who are the followers? Oh no,
1: Donald Trump. <laughs> no! no, collectors maze. Okay, uh, Gilmar Ferreira Vasco, yeah. uh, Amanda Gore, and Avsenensky.
0: Okay, so no, like. OAN oh, no. Wait, 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 oh no! Wait! 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 Oh, wait! 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 Oh my no. God!
1: No! uh n- n- Nothing bad. Av Sinensky, oh. <laughs> host of. Pretty good curb your enthusiasm podcast.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> pretty good is a good This is the first we've heard of another curb podcast. That's something I never even looked up just because yeah. it was a I, foregone conclusion I, that we were gonna do it. Yeah, I, I've looked him up. Um I couldn't yeah.
1: find like if there was any like current ones. It yeah. looks like it looks like this one might still be current.
0: Yeah, they're still doing Yeah, he was in twelve episodes of American Gladiators back in eighty <laughs> nine. Yeah. As oh, Malibu, yeah, I remember him.
1: They're they're, they're pretty up to current day.
0: Oh, okay, so they're like watching current seasons. Okay, okay.
1: Yeah, they they started season 10 on March 23rd.
0: He was a, uh, McBee was a deputy sheriff with the L.A. County Sheriff's Department in the early 1980s. Yeah, he's trained in karate at the Billy Blanks World Karate Studio. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised. And he wasn't a professional wrestler, but he was a professional racquetball player. (laughs) Imagine watching this guy walk into your racquetball court like, what? Uh, like, knowing <laughs> that you're going to get fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> knowing that when he hits the ball, it, like, goes through his racket and becomes, like, little cubes. <laughs> 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 so he is um, Motaro in the second Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> his his impressive physique is not from steroids, Ted. It is from a combination of prayer and faith, hmm. which are two types uh. of steroids. No, I'm just kidding. I don't <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe one day we'll have to watch that second Mortal Kombat movie.
1: Or... Or, hear me out,
0: original American Gladiators. Watch all 12 episodes of the Malibu era of American Gladiators. Yeah, he was in uh, uh, Mantis, Monster Mash, the movie. Ooh, Batman Forever? He was one of Harvey's thugs in Batman Forever. That's awesome. (laughs) Man, I love Batman Forever. I'd watch that even if we weren't doing a Patreon. Veronica Mars? How about that? (laughs) All right. So I was really expecting this guy to actually be a professional wrestler, but, you know, American Gladiators is, like, kind of one step away from that. It was the same kind of thing. You, you know, they did, yeah. I think, little promos and stuff where they'd yell at the contestants, and so, yeah, interesting. Uh, so there's homework we don't have to do next week. So Larry ends up getting a flat tire and calls AAA, but Cheryl has canceled, and he, wa- he can't restart it up, so he starts <laughs> changing the tire himself, and he looks like the monkeys attacking the monolith in 2001 like that kind of understanding about changing a tire the passersby passers-by start yelling advice at him like even <laughs> even i knew enough that like that's not where the jack goes i was like oh my god his bumper like he's putting the jack under the back bumper which is just mm-hmm. gonna rip the whole thing off the car <laughs> um and the, but i didn't know this the woman says you have to loosen the lug nuts before you lift it on the jack that doesn't seem uh,
1: like mm, that I seems out of order that. yeah i like, know about bye. that
0: I think it'd be easier once it's lifted to loosen the lug nuts, but maybe I'm crazy. Um, so he he starts begging for help and, and Larry drops the R word. Uh, yeah, he this. does. Yeah. Uh, I, at first I was hoping he said semi retired. And so mm-hmm. I rewound it and put captions on, but no, sure enough. Nope. Uh, Larry David's canceled. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> uh, that was a little disappointing to hear, but I like that. He's like $25 change of time. 30, $35. And then someone walks by and he's like, you know what? Ten, I'll give you $10 for a verbal response. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that escalation. <laughs> $10 to say something to me. <laughs> uh, but everyone's ignoring him. So over at Jason's office, he finally makes it there. He looks awful. He's covered in you know car dust. And they <laughs> hypothesize that Thor slashed the tire while he was back there. Thor probably did it. And George says that there's a pro wrestler named Thor Olsen that sounds like the person you described who's in town for a wrestling event, and that's probably that's probably him. Uh, meanwhile, Jason on his desk has a red light camera ticket. Did you ever get one of these?
1: I never have, no.
0: I'm think- good with lights. I'm good with yeah. lights. It's, uh, it's speeding that gets me. Oh, uh, yeah. They have those, too. Like I remember living in, in the D.C. area. There was a speed camera, I remember, that was set up. And it was like a car. It, was, it looked like a disabled vehicle, but it had a camera on it. So when you went by no it, it would way. go off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. hate how smart that is. It's, yeah, they would never. And I I don't know if it was me, but I worked traffic at the time. And so we would be on you know all the local roads. And I would forget it was there every single time. And so we did get an email once. It was like, we're not going to say who it is. But someone got popped by the speed camera on 295. You know, we're, you don't have to pay for it this time. We know who was driving it, obviously, because, you know, they know what <laughs> shift everybody drove. But next time, if it happens again, you're responsible for it. But we'll take care of it this time. I don't know if it was me, but I I probably got popped by it a couple <laughs> times. But I also know there was a red light camera near where I was going to college there. And I I remember at night, like, the flash would go off. It was like a nuclear blast. It was like, what? <laughs> ah, what is? what? It was like so bright. like like you're getting your picture taken on Splash Mountain. Yeah. I was like, "Why is it? What was that?" <laughs> I was like, "Is it the? Uh, is it Judgment Day?" But no, it was just the red light camera. But and I don't know. What, so it definitely got me a couple times, but I never got a ticket mailed to me anywhere. And I'm guessing it was just maybe too blurry, or maybe at night it wasn't the best. You know, I, I don't know what, I don't know how I got so lucky, but I I never got the red light camera. But I think these are all but gone. Like, aren't they? unconstitutional or something now i think they finally said like all right you know you can't you can't get people like this all right you have to be there you know somebody has to be there with the camera you can't just oh i'm not sure but let me look it up then we'll we'll look it up next time for homework (laughs) like red light cameras because i feel like they've gone away you know i can't think of the last time i saw one and i think mostly because people were like there's no human there you know so how how, what is my word over the machines and machines screw up so i think they finally just had to throw enough out they were like all right, this isn't viable, but maybe I'm misremembering all of this. But uh, yeah, so they, they get your picture and you can see your face, and it's your car, and and driving through the red light. So they got him, uh, Larry. They're like, all right, well, obviously we've we've eaten up all of our meeting time with Larry getting here so late. So now you know, Larry tries to get the next meeting in his office. But um, I like I like when people do this, like you know, you, you say something in a way that like, hey, this will really help me out, but they they say no to it in a way that they think it was to help them out cuz he's like um do your play no no that's okay we'll just do it here like what do you mean that's okay it wasn't it was no problem for me i wanted it to do <laughs> jason's like no no that's okay we'll just do it here and they start arguing over what constitutes a meeting and how they can balance meeting each other like is the travel part of it or is the meeting part of it how much did they meet about it i mean they did have a meeting at his office it wasn't about what they it wasn't what they set out to do but i'm kind of on larry's side here regarding like you know like i traveled that's the hard part now you have to travel to me it's not anybody's fault that we didn't have a meeting but now we have yeah, to qu- the, switch back yeah you waiting for me to get
1: here was not the hard part
0: yes you could do other things you were in your office yeah yeah exactly so i'm, I'm kind of on larry's side but the fact that he that That George isn't is great curb writing to me like that's what I want I want to be on Larry's side but but nobody understanding sometimes back at home Larry yells at Cheryl for canceling triple a and Cheryl asks why he yelled at Wanda that she has a big ass and Larry's like what (laughs) it was a friendly remark I yelled like I'm again I'm on Larry's side here but Cheryl's like, no, a woman's not going to take it that way. I know that tush anywhere. She's going to, you know, what she heard was, I got a big ass. And then Larry's like, what's the problem with a big ass? I like big asses. And now Cheryl drops the whole Wanda thing for more sexual information about Larry David. Like, oh, uh," (laughs) and she like puts a whole mathematical proof together, too, which I liked where he's like, well, you oh, you like like big asses. Yeah. And he's like, well, I like yours. And she's like, oh, so I have a big ass. She's like, (laughs) like the mathematical proof is like, I like big asses. I like yours. Therefore, you have a big ass. <laughs> um, and she is, she thinks she's now finding out about his ass fetish, and she accuses him of being kinky uh, about this. But uh, meanwhile, Wanda comes over upset and also calls him an ass man. Yeah. Um...
1: <laughs> at, at which point I got Billy Gunn's theme song stuck in my head. Tim, I don't know if you've ever heard it. No. Is that a wrestler? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I got to play it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I got to say, it reminded me about. Now I want to know who wrote the Kramer as the Ass Man uh, storyline. Oh man! Yeah, yeah. All right. So
1: this was <laughs> this was uh, Billy Gunn's theme song. Okay. I'm an ass man. <laughs> yeah, I'm an ass man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was it. That was it. Oh wait, hang on. Wait, wait. Kick 'em, I love
0: to shove em. I love to stick em love to
1: them, I love to watch 'em. I love to pick 'em. And I'm gonna kick em
0: 'cause I'm asking nice. <laughs> Wow, that that's uh I'm like almost confused now. He's like conflating like kicking ass and, and liking and ass. loving and loving <laughs> ass, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I
1: I think there's a I love to pick 'em. I'm like, yeah, uh. That-
0: Stuck out to me as well. (laughs) I'll say so. (laughs) Where the hell were we? Uh, Oh yeah. So Wanda is still dressing him down about uh, being obsessed with ass, as she says. And I this was one of my uh, this was a laugh out loud line for me when Wanda Sykes was like, and like you gotta love Wanda Sykes. Do you like Wanda Sykes? I'm so glad she's a part of this uh, series now. I really remember her. I really don't know much about her comedy. You know, I I I like her. You know, I don't I don't think I've ever watched any of her stuff. I think she was a lot bigger. Definitely, as a she was pretty much, I think, just a kind of uh, just a stand-up at this point in in two thousand. Maybe he had she had some other stuff going on, but uh, she's just got a funny voice. She's got a voice that's made for entertainment, and you know her her delivery of all these lines about oh yeah, but you like ass, you know that kind. Of, it's just it just was so funny <laughs> to me, and and she this part cracked me up. She's like, what do you what what happened to you? Why why are you so dirty from scrounging looking for asses? Probably. <laughs> I thought that, was hilarious. <laughs> that That was great. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, under the bleachers, where's the ass? Oh my gosh, that was so funny. <laughs> um, yeah, like that. That's a that's a, se- a sequence to me where I'm like, how did they keep a straight face with like Wanda Sykes just riffing on the word ass for 15 minutes? And like, let's see what we can get out of it. uh Over at Jeff's house, we finally meet now in Curb Your Enthusiasm. I know fans of the series have been waiting for it. When is the real Susie going to show up? This is the real Susie. I'm guessing she's here mm. for good. Like. This is the abrasive, you know, just like piss and vinegar Susie that I think is going to be around for a long time. And maybe it's Jeff leaving her that finally broke her because we've, like, heretofore, Susie's been very nice, like, especially in what was it, either the first episode or the pilot or something, but when Larry comes over and Cheryl's kicked him out, she's very nice and she's yeah. uh, very understanding of Cheryl. But now we're getting the real Susie. This is going to be the Susie, I think, that sticks around forever. And I guess maybe now it's, you know, headcanon for me that Jeff and this, like, separation or whatever was the the tipping point for her, and now she's, she's getting upset. Like, she's, like, chewing... She's chewing Larry's ass, for crying out loud. <laughs> uh, just, like, chewing him out as far as Jeff... And she's like, "Oh, and here's a porn stash." You probably thought I didn't even know about. Like, just getting upset about all the affairs he has. And she's like, throwing all the 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 stuff out on the bed. She's, oh like, my god! Look at like big ass mamas is one of
1: them. Yeah, that, that's that's the one that Larry picks up. Yeah, and and Susie starts laying into Larry about it. He's like. And she she just says something about how he likes asses. Yeah. And Larry starts defending himself again.
0: Yeah. He's like, oh, I, oh, you like that too, huh? Because he picks it up and like kind of looks at it. But his line cracked me up too. He's like, no, no, I recognize that woman from the back. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean? <laughs> um, but here's this was a weird line to me uh, that Susie apparently thinks that a family man can't enjoy an ass. Oh, I thought you were a family man. Oh, you like ass. Like, wait a second, those aren't. What are those yeah. two mutually Th- those exclusive? Aren't. Yeah, Th- yeah. Th- those are not. <laughs> those are
1: not two different things. You can be a family man and still like yeah, a little butt. That was,
0: that was weird. But and and Susie almost divulges a sexual secret about Jeff, which Larry tr- is striving not to hear. He literally saved by the bell. The doorbell rings, and it's Jeff' parents. Yeah. Which-
1: It sounded like Susie was about to say something like, not just like a sexual secret that Jeff has. Yeah. It sounded like Susie was about to say something like that Jeff
0: assaults her. Did you catch that? She does say he violates me and defiles me. Um, Yeah. And maybe that was, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. I couldn't tell what she was going to say next. But those like, were strong I know we're, words to I use. I know we're
1: probably improving here. I would probably avoid saying that.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, that's a little heavy. Yeah. I, yeah that,
1: I. That's a little heavy for this comedy <laughs> show.
0: Am I like, what I thought was that she was literally about to mention by name whatever act. You know, like talk about what he literally, <laughs> like what he likes to do, um, because the doorbell rings and she stops, which is, which is great. Cause Larry didn't want to know anything and, and betrayed the, you know, his friend who was, didn't want this to happen. That's like the, the number one thing he didn't want was any of that getting out. And then Larry hearing it uh, would have been, would have been, uh, you know, upsetting to Jeff. <laughs> and he didn't want to know that about his friend either. Um, but I like the Jeff's parents walk in and they blame Larry. The dad, especially blames Larry. Oh, I bet this <laughs> is your fault somehow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Larry is go- going to take Jeff's, stuff to the hotel and the mom wants to go and talk to her son so he's going to take mom to the hotel and in the car the mom is laying into larry and he's not indulging her he's just like agreeing with everything which is a great tactic yeah. to use when like <laughs> you don't care he's like nope you're right i'm a bad person nope you're exactly right about me yeah that's right i did do that yeah i did yeah, yeah I, 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 I,
1: I, did. I i did i did throw the clothes in the back you know what? I, I don't have a closet at home I, I just sleep on a big old pile of clothes i don't even yeah. have a bed
0: I don't know how to, I don't know how to treat other people's belongings. yeah, he's like agreeing with her and she's still it's, it's great. like she has nothing to say. And then she sees a billboard for like lose as much fat as you want or something like that. and she wants to write down this number, I guess that's on a billboard or a business or something. And so she starts digging for a pen in Larry's back seat, and her ass is just like right in Larry's face and, and he, he's he,
1: he glances over like once or twice, more more in the ugh, come on, just yeah. sit
0: up kind of way yeah he like puts his hand up on his brow like oh god like come on <laughs> like get your ass out of my face um over at the hotel larry spots the station wagon with 14 thor license plate what did 14 have to do with it by the way i didn't get that i don't know 14 don't thor. Know. yeah he's got 14 world title reigns brother yeah uh and larry um calls in jeff's favor he told him when if you go pick up my clothes i'll owe you big time and he calls in jeff's favor i need you to go out to the parking lot the car says 14 thor let the air out of the tires and then larry goes over to he sees uh thor in the lobby and he's going to the he leaves his kids on the couch while he goes to the bathroom and larry goes over there and tells his kids that wrestling is fixed it's fake. In fact, your dad's more of an actor than a wrestler. <laughs> I, I like his his last line, his his line that he
1: leaves on, his he calls wrestling a big phony baloney. I loved that too. Yeah. It's a big
0: <laughs> phony baloney. Uh and you know still still
1: keeping it very G rated for the kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Larry David is for the children.
0: And and the kids are like just Aghast, like they are. They had no idea. But I like that yeah. he's like, "Tell your dad the bald turd said hello." <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut to the parking lot, and we see Thor's boots walking up on Jeff, letting the air out of Thor's tires. I wish I could have seen. Let me. So there's only one more scene. Back at home, Larry can't agree on a meeting place with Jason, and so it's. I, I guess pretty much the the deal is done. And Cheryl opens. <laughs> Uh, something that Larry got from the city. And it's a red light camera pic of Larry looking at Jeff's mom's ass. (laughs) Just staring
1: directly at it.
0: Yeah. The one time he was staring directly at it without a look of disgust on his face. Like maybe right when it was up there and he's like, what caught by surprise, you know, and then he started (laughs) uh, the face of dismay uh, as frolic starts up. And that's the end of the episode. Um, I don't, so I don't, I wish we would have gotten a little more, you know, what happened when Thor caught Jeff? Did Thor see... What happened when, when the kids... Like, I wish we could have gotten a little bit more of, of that played out. Like, I guess we... You can sort of let it play out in your head, but that Thor was yeah. not happy. But, like, did he beat yeah. up Jeff? Maybe we'll I, find I wish out in the next could, episode. Yeah, I wish we could
1: have gotten more Thor. More Thor. Yeah, exactly. More <laughs> Thor. Um, but it would be great. I don't think they're going to do this just for uh, replayability. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... If the next time we see Jeff, he's just got a black eye yeah. and nothing is said about it.
0: Yeah, exactly. I would love that. Yeah, I, I wish. Like, I guess it is. It's just tight. They wanted to tighten it up, so I understand not having those scenes. Like, well, the the list, you know, the watchers, the viewers can uh, decide for themselves. Like, it obviously didn't go well, but I I just wish we could have seen not even the thing with Jeff, just the thing with with Thor and his kids and the bald turd and maybe Larry. Getting his comeuppance, you know, like Thor getting revenge again on Larry for this um, I, in some way, like having to fill up his tire himself or something, having to blow up his tire with his mouth or something like that, um, <laughs> or taking Larry's tires, like taking Larry's full tires and leaving him with the, you know, making Larry change the tire, something like that would have been a little bit of uh, fun. But um, yeah, we don't we don't get it and, and the episode's over. Oh, man. All right. What do we got for homework this week? Uh, I wrote down... Triple A have they ever faced any controversy about their practices? By the way, I, I did want to because I thought of this as as I was watching this episode. If you have AAA and you also have insurance, go ahead and stop paying AAA. Like, don't <laughs> they are. I have found that AAA is worthless. The times that I have needed them because my insurance offers roadside assistance, and if you have insurance mm. that offers roadside assistance, AAA won't lift a damn finger to do anything for you. So, I found out when like I had. Triple A and I called. Um, I, I needed a tow truck once, and I mean, this might have even happened twice. And and they were like, "Oh, um yeah, we're not gonna we we won't pay for it because your insurance will pay for it." Like, well, you guys are pretty much worthless, so that's why. What I'm am not I paying AAA, you for? Yeah, that's why yeah. I'm not a Triple A member anymore. Uh, so look into the, you know before you get charged or whatever. Uh, look into that if you are a Triple A member. But yeah, have they ever faced any controversy? And uh, red light cameras are they still a thing? All right, what do you like for cover art this week? I'd love something I, with I, looking in the window, in, in Larry's window. What, what are you thinking? I'm thinking it's got to be Larry looking at Jeff's mom's ass on the <laughs> yeah, red light the camera. Yeah. I yeah, know that that's the last visual of the yeah. episode, but I think that, that made me laugh so hard. They do sum up the episode very well. Yeah, it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with that, too. I'm fine with that, too.
1: <laughs> All right. Let's see what we can do about this week's description. So we had Larry seeks revenge against pro wrestler Thor Olsen, who he believes slashed his tire
0: after an incident. All right. We can take out. Or I, I, here's what I like for the, just the tease for that storyline. Larry seeks revenge on a pro wrestler. What do you think of that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I like that. (laughs) I don't want to know
0: why, you know, who thinks he slashes tires after Larry was doing finger guns at his kids and he got upset. We don't need all that information. Like, that's enough. Like, wait a minute. Larry, David and a pro wrestler. What's what's going on with revenge? And but so I'd like to Larry seeks revenge on a pro wrestler and does a favor for Jeff. Is that too vague? The Jeff storyline? No, I like that. I like that. You can include
1: Thor Olsen's name in it if you want. Larry seeks revenge against pro wrestler Thor Olsen. And does a favor
0: for Jeff? If it were a real wrestler, I would I would put the name in there. as like mm, guest yeah, star. John Cora Cena. Olsen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How old was John Cena in 2001? Uh, <laughs> you made me... Thank you for making me want to look up John Cena's high school yearbook picture.
1: <laughs> uh, he's 45
0: now. So he was, what, 24? I think he was wrestling already. John Cena shaved his head in high school. And he's got a beautiful head of hair. I'm so insulted well, as someone he... losing their hair for this.
1: Well, Tim, oh, let no. me...
0: Don't tell me he had cancer. Uh, no, he didn't have oh, cancer. I'm,
1: I'm saying, <laughs> I don't think, especially his new Hollywood hair, his new Hollywood Uh-oh. hairstyle, I don't think his hair is 100% Ooh, real. You hear that, John Cena? He's working no you into a shoot. <laughs> he's had a buzz. He had a buzz cut for 20 years, and then all of a sudden he's got a thick-ass pompadour. <laughs>
0: Oh, and let me point out—he made his thing a hat for the big part of his early wrestling career too. Yes, yeah. <laughs>
1: like there, there's, there is absolutely no way his <laughs> hair is one hundred percent real, especially at the age of forty-five.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because I'm, right. I'm looking
1: at—I'm looking at a, a photo from him at a comic con panel in the early two thousands, the first time he tried to become a Hollywood actor, yeah. and his part is totally different. <laughs> like he, he's got he's got it like springing up in two in two spots and you can see that kind of in his new Hollywood hair, but it's just longer, I guess. I mean, you know, John Cena. <laughs> if your hair is 100% real, I I will I will take an attitude adjustment. Ooh, is that one of his moves? Yes, that is his face. Oh,
0: dang. Game. I like that he started and he was like, oh, yeah, my thing's going to be a baseball cap. I wear it while I'm wrestling. Like, <laughs> oh, no, you got you to gotta take that off. No, no, no. I, I wear it. has got T-shirt in the pool energy. It's Like, oh, no, I'm going to wear the hat while I wrestle. <laughs> like, oh, no, you can take it off. No, nope, nope. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, it's weird looking at young pictures of him. Like, I, I see a picture of him, like, from prom or something. And I can see where his hair has started to kind of grow in. And it's like... it." It looks about the same. It's a mystery. It is a mystery <laughs> to me. But all right. Now now I've seen it. <laughs> that's a that's a mystery n- for a different n- time. Now, y- now you've seen a tit. uh, uh, uh. uh so, <laughs> so all right. Well, I think we've I think we've made it. We've made this may be the first one we've made the best out of the first season and, and into the second season of doing the synopsis i think we nailed yeah, it yeah I, I i think so i think yeah. so
1: all right next week we have got season two episode three trick or treat original air date october 7th 2001 Ooh. and if you're looking at tv guy that night you are going to see larry experiences the trick side of halloween when he questions the age of two girls who want candy Hmm, not mm, bad i don't like i don't like the way i read that
0: <laughs> <laughs> who want candy M-
1: M- makes it sound like Jerry Seinfeld's going to show up.
0: <laughs> sweet, sweet, can. I can already hear that. I think we're going to be able to do the same thing with this one. Like, I can already shorten it. Larry experiences the trick side of Halloween or something like that, which I don't even like. I, I don't like the turn of phrase that they tried to, like, you know how there's trick or treat, like the ep- like the famous saying and that we've named this episode after? Well, I-, I don't like it already. Already I'm looking forward to <laughs> just annihilating and eviscerating this one, so... Going in with a, uh, a chainsaw instead of a scalpel. <laughs> so, oh, and very much in the Halloween spirit. Um, all right, we'll get in the Halloween spirit. <laughs> is uh, oh, what do you think of this episode?
1: It was okay. I'm not giving it a
0: star. No way, not star worthy. But get, but again, a nice baseline episode. We get some nice full circle plot line narrative, and but yeah, it's, so far we're just at a we're just at a steady baseline for the first two episodes. So yeah, hopefully yeah. we'll pick it up. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully three, season two gets a little bit better. Episode three was the highlight of, of season one, so we'll see. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> maybe uh maybe we'll do it. All right, is that it? Yeah, that is it. Alright, for a hugging and a learning, I'm Tim Murphy.
1: I'm Ted Hollowell. Be good.